June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, travel surges across the country for spring break and oversees the growing concern about the AstraZeneca vaccine as major European countries halt its use just weeks before possible approval right here in the U.S. Spring break collides with the pandemic. Beaches in Texas and Florida packed. The Sunshine State leading the nation in the number of COVID variants. Staying three feet apart. The new study tonight that suggests six feet of social distancing may not be necessary in the classroom. Plus... The surprise concert by Yo-Yo Ma after he gets his vaccine. New Capitol riot arrests. Two men charged with assaulting Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who later died. The two caught on camera just before the alleged attack. Crisis at the border. One shelter now seven times over capacity as FEMA is sent to help. Authorities prepare this Dallas Convention Center to house up to 3,000 teenage boys. Deadly crash. A 71-year-old man loses control and kills several pedestrians. Whiteout conditions. A historic winter storm dumps four feet of snow in the Rockies. Cuomo under fire. One of the governor's former aides speaks to investigators for more than four hours. The new details tonight. Nashville terror investigation. What the FBI is learning about the man behind the Christmas Day bomb in Tennessee. And a big night for women at the Grammys as women stole the show and took home the top awards. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin with alarming new fears about another surge of coronavirus infections here at home and a major setback for one of the vaccines being used worldwide. Tonight, the head of the CDC is pleading with Americans not to travel this spring, saying too many people are still getting infected every day here in the U.S. Now, that stark new warning comes as more states are loosening restrictions, including California and New York, where it was just announced that wedding receptions and other catered events will be allowed again. Now, Public health officials tell us they're worried that all of this is happening too fast. And they're pointing to European countries where cases are exploding again, forcing some areas to lock down. Now, as we come on the air, several countries in Europe are also suspending the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine over concerns about blood clots. So what will that mean for the vaccine here in the U.S.? Well, we've got a lot of new reporting tonight for you and your family. We've got our team of correspondents standing by. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Miami Beach. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. The mayor of Miami Beach believes that Florida has lifted so many of its COVID restrictions that visitors here feel wrongly that the virus is no longer a threat. He says the city handed out 7,000 face masks on Saturday, but getting people to wear them when required is something else. Tonight, the CDC is warning Americans of another COVID surge as people travel for spring break. I'm pleading with you for the sake of our nation's health. These should be warning signs for all of us. Cases climbed last spring. They climbed again in the summer. They will climb now if we stop taking precautions. More than a million travelers passed through the nation's airports on Friday, the highest number since the pandemic began. They're heading south and crowding the coast, including rowdy groups in Miami Beach. We're really uh, swimming upstream when it comes to trying to get people to follow safety practices. That's a concern, especially given that the variants here in South Florida. Yes, and, it, and that's a frightening thing. We, we don't want to become a super spreader. Florida has the most known cases of the highly contagious variants nationwide. My biggest concern is that the variants overwhelm our current efforts. So let's be real about what's going on. No spring break for Duke University students. More than 6,000 are locked down on campus after fraternity parties fueled a COVID spread. The university told students if this feels serious, it's because it is. Still nationwide, more restrictions are being lifted. Los Angeles today reopening gyms and indoor dining for the first time since last summer. New York State is now allowing wedding receptions with 50% capacity. Overseas, there are questions about whether AstraZeneca's COVID vaccine could cause fatal blood clots. At least 10 countries are suspending the shots. AstraZeneca says its drug is safe, and it's expected to file for authorization in the U.S. this month or early next, where more people are getting vaccinated. Nearly 3 million shots were reported on Friday, a one-day record. Including Yo-Yo Ma who gave an impromptu concert after receiving his second dose, saying he just wanted to give something back. And another sign of a return to normal would be reopening schools. A new study suggests that students can be safely spaced apart at three feet as opposed to six feet, provided they are wearing masks. The CDC is set to be reviewing that data. Nora? Manny Bajorquez, thank you. And we are also tracking a major break in the Capitol riot investigation. Two suspects are now charged with assaulting police officer Brian Sicknick, disabling him with bear spray. Sicknick later died. CBS's Jeff Pegues reports tonight on the evidence that led investigators to the suspects. 
Investigators say the two men charged, George Tanyos and Julian Cater, are seen here in this video at the very start of the Capitol riot. According to newly released court documents, Cater can be heard coordinating to assault law enforcement officers, including Officer Brian Sicknick with bear spray. Investigators say Cater, seen here with his arm raised, was spraying a canister at Sicknick and two others, leaving them bent over, blinded, and incapacitated for 20 minutes. Officer Sicknick later collapsed and died the following day. The 42-year-old Iraq War veteran was hailed as a hero and given the rare distinction of lying in honor at the Capitol. Each day... When members enter the Capitol, this temple of democracy, we will remember his sacrifice. Tanyos owned a sandwich shop in West Virginia. Investigators matched this logo on his sweatshirt to the T-shirt in this online image. It was a tip from a former co-worker in Pennsylvania that led agents to cater. A witness says the two men knew each other and grew up together in New Jersey. As evidence comes in and as people cooperate, uh, there will be more arrests and there will be more serious charges coming out of this, no doubt. Investigators are still waiting for the full autopsy results on Officer Sicknick's death. Charges could be bumped up to murder in this case if prosecutors are able to prove a direct link between that bear spray and his death. Nora. Jeff Pagase, thank you. And turning now to the crisis at the southern border. Tonight, the Biden administration is scrambling to find places to house thousands of children who've crossed into the U.S. For now, many are jammed into facilities built for adults. CBS's Maria Vidal reports tonight from Mission, Texas. Children, young and alone. The pace of unaccompanied minors illegally crossing into the U.S. is now being treated as a humanitarian crisis. Tonight, more than 4,000 children are in custody at overcrowded processing facilities, a 30 percent surge in the last week. Those Border Patrol stations and facilities are not intended for the care uh, of children. To relieve the overflow, this Dallas Convention Center will be used as a facility to hold up to 3,000 teenage boys. Many families are being falsely told the border is open. The Biden administration is also no longer using the Trump era policy of expelling migrant children because of health concerns created by the pandemic. New temporary processing facilities like this one in Donna, Texas, are opening. Children interviewed by Neha Desai, a lawyer representing migrant youth, say they were hungry, some only showering once in seven days. Desai telling CBS News conditions were so overcrowded that they had to take turns sleeping on the floor. The Biden administration is now turning to FEMA for assistance with increasing logistical challenges for shelter and processing. Today, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy led a GOP delegation touring the El Paso border. The sad part about all of this, it didn't have to happen. There's no other way to claim it than a Biden border crisis. Heartbreaking. Uh, it's a very emotional issue for a lot of people. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki addressing the emergency. The options here are send the kids back on the journey, send them to unvetted homes, or work to expedite moving them into shelters. That's exactly what we're focused on doing. 
There are about 3,000 unaccompanied minors in federal custody right now. They are being held longer than that three-day legal limit. Look, about a mile or so from me right now is a Border Patrol facility. And what local law enforcement is telling me is that here on the banks of the Rio Grande River, this is a hot spot. Mexico is right over my shoulder. And every day they are seeing hundreds of people cross through here illegally without an end in sight. Nora? Maria Vareal, right there on the border. Thank you. And police in San Diego are investigating a horrific crash that left at least three people dead and sent five others to the hospital. A 71-year-old man veered into a sidewalk in a tunnel and plowed through an area where homeless people were living. He faces multiple charges, including three counts of vehicular manslaughter and felony DUI. All right, many in Colorado are still digging out tonight from an historic late winter storm that dumped four feet of snow in the Rockies. The system is moving east tonight, blasting the Midwest with snow and unleashing severe thunderstorms across the south. We get more now from CBS's Omar Villafranca. The cleanup continues today in Denver after several feet of snow pounded the Mile High City. It's something we've never experienced. And my husband also lived in Chicago, and he said he's never experienced something like this. More than 27 inches fell around Denver's airport, one of the largest storms on record. In the Denver suburb of Aurora, heavy police SWAT vehicles pushed through the snow to help stranded motorists. Police tweeted this picture after rescuing several people stuck in their cars and taking them to safety. While snow fell in Colorado, the southeast side of the storm brought a different kind of severe weather to the Texas panhandle. Storm chasers outside of Lubbock had a close call with this giant tornado, one of at least six spotted in the South Plains. Thankfully, no one was killed. All is calm now, but a new wave could bring more severe weather, including tornadoes, to parts of Louisiana, Arkansas, and Mississippi on Thursday and Friday. Omar Villafranca, CBS News, Dallas. We're going to turn now to the Biden administration because they are embarking on a multi-state tour to sell the president's COVID relief bill to the American people. And while they're at it, to try and convince Americans to get their COVID vaccinations. CBS's Ed O'Keefe reports tonight. In the next From the White House. Shots in arms and money in pockets. To Las Vegas. Help us here. To New Jersey. It's a chance to breathe again. The Biden administration began its full court press today, part of a six-state week-long swing to promote the COVID relief bill. This, as thousands of stimulus payments, are starting to show up in bank accounts. By the time all the money is distributed, 85% of American households will have gotten a $1,400 rescue checks. Christina Libby got her check on Friday. She says she'll use the money to help pay off debt she's racked up during the pandemic. It means a lot. You know, it's, it's definitely a level of security that we don't normally have in our bank account. But some big banks like Chase and Wells Fargo say stimulus payments won't show up in accounts until Wednesday. Bad news for Arielle Butler, a mother of two kids. We were evicted during this pandemic and getting back on our feet the right way. This money is needed for that. Another priority for the White House, making sure Americans get vaccinated. While a majority plan to when it becomes available, nearly a third of Republicans say they won't. Should President Trump help promote the vaccine among skeptics, sir? The thing that has more impact than anything Trump would say to the MAGA folks is what the local doctor, what the local preachers, what the local people in the community say. 
Also tonight, the Senate has just confirmed New Mexico Congresswoman Deb Holland to serve as Secretary of Interior. She becomes the first Native American ever confirmed to a president's cabinet and now oversees the Interior Department, which includes the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Nora. And historic appointment. Ed O'Keefe, thank you. And there's new information tonight about the investigation into New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. One of his accusers spent more than four hours speaking with investigators. Now, Governor Cuomo is defiant after seven women have come forward alleging inappropriate conduct. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. The embattled governor of New York held a no-press-allowed vaccination site tour, saying nothing about the swirling accusations. Sometimes God comes and he knocks you on your rear end for one reason or another. But the independent investigation is picking up steam. Tonight, CBS News has learned Charlotte Bennett, one of the seven women who have accused the governor of sexual harassment or misconduct and who sat down with Nora for an exclusive interview, met with investigators this morning. According to Bennett's attorney, the meeting lasted more than four hours. Bennett provided more than 120 pages of contemporaneous records and claims Bennett provided information that the governor had a preoccupation with his hand size and what the large size of his hands indicated to Charlotte and other members of his staff. On Sunday, for the first time, the president weighed in on whether the governor should resign. I think the investigation is underway and we should see what brings us. Governor Cuomo denies he sexually harassed anyone, but the seven accusers, including the most recent, Albany reporter Jessica Bakeman, have fueled calls for the governor to resign from Democrats in the State House and the majority of the New York congressional delegation. New York State Party Chairman Jay Jacobs. I believe that we should have an investigation. It should be an independent one, which we have. And I think we need to wait for the results and then make a determination. And tonight, there's also controversy over the state's vaccine czar who reportedly made calls to other state officials to try and garner support for Governor Cuomo, while the chair of the Democratic Party here in New York said that what the vaccine czar reportedly did, he was not the right person to make those calls. Nora? All right. Jerika Duncan, thank you. Tonight, news from the FBI that says the man behind the Christmas Day bombing in Nashville was consumed by paranoia and conspiracy theories, and he wanted to end his own life. Anthony Warner blew himself up in his RV, but there are no indications that he was motivated by terrorism. Three people were hurt and dozens of buildings downtown were damaged in the blast. Tonight, an organization that represents LGBTQ Catholics is expressing disappointment over a Vatican declaration that priests cannot bless same-sex marriages. The Vatican statement approved by Pope Francis said God cannot bless sin. The church does call for Catholics to treat gays and lesbians with respect. Hollywood history was made today as female directors earned multiple Oscar nominations. Emerald Fennell was nominated for directing Promising Young Woman and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Zhao would be the first woman of color to take home the prize. Nine actors of color are also up for Oscars. Three years ago, the story from the Grammy Awards was how few women had won major awards. Well, that sure wasn't the case this time around. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. It was a night of celebration and reflection. If you think we live in the land of the free. As women stole the show, sweeping every major category. History has just been made. 
with Queen Bee reigning supreme. Beyonce! Beyonce snagged her 28th trophy, the most of any female artist ever. I wanted to uplift, encourage, and celebrate all of the beautiful black queens and kings. Taylor Swift's third win for Album of the Year, a record breaker too. Song of the Year went to her for I Can't Breathe, breathe. which honors the memory of George Floyd. We wrote this song out of pain. We wrote this song out of hope. The newest leading lady crowned Megan Thee Stallion, winning Best New Artist and Best Rap Performance for Savage, her hit with Beyonce. My mama will always be like, Megan, what would Beyonce do? Could have been a nightmare. Billie Eilish said her record of the year title should have also gone to Megan. You are a queen. It was a night ruled by queens and one nine-year-old princess. Beyonce's daughter, Blue Ivy, shared her first Grammy win with Mom for Best Music Video. Congratulations, she won a Grammy tonight. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. Tomorrow, Unifying America, how a lunch counter that once kept people apart is now bringing them together. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.